Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. More Dale and Holly with Rich Keefe. Right now on Sports Radio WEEI. LaVar Ball is the father of Lonzo, LiAngelo, and LaMelo Ball. Lonzo just completed his season at UCLA. LaMelo is a, uh, a sophomore at Chino Hills High School. LiAngelo just uh, finished his senior basketball season at Chino Hills and will be headed for UCLA in the fall. LaVar Ball joins us right now on the AT&T Hotline. LaVar, it's Dale, Michael, and Rich. Thank you very much for being with us. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Let's start and get this out of the way right off the bat. Celtics have the first overall pick in the draft. Would you prefer they not select your son? Yes. I want him to be a Laker, but that's my preference. But like I said, whoever picks my son, that's fine. You know, but that's just my opinion. That's my, it wouldn't be like I'm like, oh, man, he got to go to Boston. I love him to stay in L.A. And, and, why, me, and why is that? Do you, do you not like the Celtics? Is it just uh... – no, it's not about me liking them or disliking them. It's just that we West Coast guys, I love for him to stay on the West Coast where his brothers can see him all the time, you know, most of the time. It's like we're a big family. So that's, that's just the only difference. But like I said, my son will play for any team on the fact that his goal was to make it to the NBA, so it doesn't matter what team he plays for. All right, all right, LeVar, the, you know, you're on the West Coast, so you have an opportunity to see Steph Curry. This Steph Curry thing is driving me crazy. Do you really, really believe Yes. that Lonzo can beat yes. Steph Curry? Well, that's insane. Why? Why? Why, why? why, why is it insane, though? He's a – So basically, this, this is what we're saying here, and this is what people don't understand. They're saying Steph Curry works harder than my boy, so all the stuff that Lonzo does is irrelevant. No, no, they're not, they're not they're saying that at all. This, he's proven he's a unanimous I MVP in the league. Say again? He's a unanimous MVP. He was a unanimous MVP in the NBA. Yeah, he has proven himself. I mean, everybody chose the people who voted for him. But you, you look at it like this. Uh, most of the time, you're going to take the bigger, stronger, faster guy. Right. Right? He just did a more body of work where people are like, nah. Joe's not better than him. Why not? Well, he played. He, he, listen, I, and I love my. you have a title, let, let me tell you this. No. Because you have a title doesn't mean that you're better than a lot of people just because you had a title. You just have a title. It's just like sometimes you have a company and you have a guy under you that's doing all the work, but you can't be smarter than the president. But, that, but that's, going, that's going too far. Lonzo Ball, who, who I love, had 10 points in his final college game and, and got torched okay, pretty well, good, well, though. You got to understand this, too, now. Understand this too now. Zoe is not a stat guy. He's a winner. He just wins. That's his main thing. If he wanted to get thirty or forty a game, he could do that. But he's not going to be the player that Lonzo is. But that's the, what people don't understand. Okay, look at this. Okay, let's just say you, Steph Curry doesn't have a name right. and Lonzo doesn't have a name. Right. And they both line up, and you're getting ready to pick. And you look at one guy, and you say, "Wow, he's six three. And you look at the other guy, and say, "Oh, he's six seven. And then they race, and the six seven guy beats him. Then they jump, and the big guy jumps higher than him. Which one are you going to take? No, it's still, but it's, it's basketball. It's, it's, not, it's not like a, a run. The, 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 the fastest guy or the tallest guy? 
I, I, I would say I will tell you this in Boston, I, I, I think Isaiah Thomas would would torch Lonzo Ball. And that's no disrespect to your son. It's just the okay, fact that why why would he why would he torch you don't think Lonzo would torch him? I don't think so. I don't think so. Why I think I, I think all so these guys, so? all, all of these guys, because he still has to grow into his body. Number one, number two, he is a, a 18, 19 year old kid okay, who doesn't know the NBA. Do you just said what his age and size got to do with anything. What well, he, do he doesn't have the. I just, I just painted a scenario between Lonzo and Steph Curry, and you're like, no, no, no. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of room to. Grow. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's got a lot of room to grow, and his ceiling is very high. So that's what I'm saying. That's people's opinion. I'm not going to say that because I'm like, oh, you got to guard my boy in the post. He got to guard him running the game. You're not going to know that. You can just make all these assumptions until they get out there and play. And just because you score more points don't mean you better. But I saw him play in his last game, and he had a good season. But they they had a hard time. He played his last game, and you're going to judge him on one game. I'm not judging him on one game. Check this out. I've been raving about him all year. But but defensively, that was not good. What What was their record last year? Oh, well, 15 you, and 17. Right. Have you ever known of a freshman to come in there and turn a program around like that? Never. So that's what I'm talking about, the body of work that Lonzo has done. And like I said, all this is is entertainment for people to say the next day, oh, he did good, he did bad. Okay, Darren Fox, he did a hell of a job against Lonzo, but why was he crying the game after? <laughs> What's that? But, he, but they won the game, though. The game after. That's I mean, Carmelo Anthony won the whole thing as a freshman. The guy from North Carolina now. The guy from North Carolina, did he torch him? Now, all right, let's say Lonzo is drafted by the Celtics. I know you'd prefer him to be on the Lakers. But, by the Celtics, yeah. no, but, okay, let's say that he is. Uh, could we uh-huh. expect to see you here in Boston a lot? Would you be at a lot of the games? Would you be sitting in the front row here in Boston? Oh, yes, I would. Why wouldn't I come watch my son play? No, I know, because you have two other sons out in California. Yeah, I was just curious I what do, you would do. Like I told them, I told other guys, man, that would be one of my most traveled seasons ever because I will have a son in the NBA, I will have a son in college, and I will have a son in high school. So I will bounce around as hard and quick as I can. But if it all comes down to it, let's say they all have a game on the same day. I go to the youngest, Yep. which is mellow. And what? it falls in soup just like that. So okay, so let's say you're you're still be at a lot of the NBA games. I'm not gonna be at a lot of games. Like I'm not gonna be traveling every week, and I'm not gonna be living down there. Right. So so it's not like I'm gonna be. I would enjoy to to watch my sons. I just have a complete joy of watching any one of them play. Now it's it's probably easier to be a little bit more hands on in in high school, dealing with a high school coach. A little bit less well, so in college. What about the pros? Right. Do you see yourself being hands on with a guy like Brad Stevens and talking with him no, a lot? No, I don't. I, I didn't do that with Alfred. You know what you're getting from my boys when you get them. Anything before that, you don't, in high school, you don't know what you're getting. That's why I have to mold them into these players. It's just like everybody thought I went to practices and all that stuff with Steve Alfred. No. I never went to one practice. I'm not going to be up there talking about wherever he goes, hey, man, you need to play my son like this. No, Lonzo's turning into a man. That's his job. I read a quote. Wrong concept, thinking all of ours gonna be like hands on, standing in practice. Oh, my son, don't do it that way. We do. Man, come on now. You don't do that way at nobody's job. When you let your kids go and turn into men, all you can do is guide them, and then you gotta let them go. I let Lonzo go last year. The other high school guys, I'm I'm still with them. Will uh, Will your son still be at Chino Hills if Stephen Gilling is still the coach there next year? My son is not going nowhere. We built Chino Hills. 
Nobody's talking about, hey, I want to come play for Coach Steve Steph Gilling. He's the hell of a coach. I just want to get better. Nobody's doing that. They understand what it is over there at Chino Hills. And it's about playing with the ball boys, having some excitement in the game, and just playing fast. Well, now the, athlete, the athletic director, Jeff Schuld, said that the school would choose Gilling given the choice between ball and the coach. Right. That's fine. They can say what they want. But my, my son is not going nowhere. We, we built that school. We, we're not going nowhere, even if I got to sign a petition or something. I mean, it's a lot of stuff in the background that these guys don't understand that that kid is doing bad. I'm talking about the coach. But, but so what, let's let's get it. What, what's your issue with them? Because you 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 seem to be. And here's the thing that was funny was people don't even understand. I trained him when he was young, when he was 13 to 18. I was training him. I taught him how to shoot. These last couple of years, I've been feeding this guy over at the house breakfast, lunch, dinner. He knew what it was before he even got in there. We went 35 and 0, double teaming and pressing and trapping and doing stuff our way. 35 and 0. Now your head get big and you think you're better than what you But are. he's a coach, so but he's a head coach. The coach, how do you think he got that job? Oh, sure. I'm not even rubbing that in his face. I helped him develop. Sure, you helped him so get the not. job, but don't you have to respect the fact that he's got the position of head coach, you're a parent. Yeah, so I understand the fact of him having the head coaching job, but you look at this. Who do you think gave him the players and the style of play? That all comes from me, and everybody knows that. But as far as winning, we had just went 35-0. and 0. Why but would why we do did, something different? But why wouldn't you be a coach? Why wouldn't you coach on the team if you're not going to respect this? I have his... to be the coach. That's why we're on autopilot. Hey, listen, listen. And, and there's a story that you didn't go, that you wouldn't leave the locker room. Is that true? You go into the locker hey, room, hey, he hey, says. Check this out. It's not even, it's, see, that's the, the pictures that they painted. We went to Arizona the week before, and we went in and doing our thing. I'm all in the locker room like I've always been, you know, saying good job to the boys, and just coming in there, listening to him give his speech. Now, all of a sudden, we want to get to Vegas a week after that, two weeks after He didn't say nothing when I was in the locker room the times before, when the season started. So don't paint this picture like I just came in the locker room all of a sudden. He was like, get out the locker room. The thing about it, when I was walking towards the locker room, he was like, LeVar, get out of there. Don't go in there. Acting like I'm a kid. I was in front of the whole group. So the, the, you tell the, me not the, to do something, I keep walking. It's Don't a, try to act like you undermining yeah. me, like I ain't no father or something like that. It, it's the problem that you taught him that you taught him how to play. Like if it's if it's somebody else, would no, you re, if, even problem, though you disagree with them, would you respect him? Some, I, I, I would respect him unless he start doing you know bad things like he's been doing. And like I said, this is what the part that people don't see as far as. Uh, I'm not trying to be like, oh, this is my team. This is what I do. This is me. This that ain't got nothing to do with it. I was there only to help him. Like I said, even my, my, my wife and helped him write his resume and everything. So it wasn't like I was like, I don't like this guy. He's not doing it my way. It wasn't about that. The fact that after we lost to modern day, he cussed out my, my youngest son talking about he lost the game. Even if he did, you don't say that in front of everybody. That's where you lose your respect. And he told the boys, don't let your dad get in your head. Listen to what I say. And that's a cardinal sin. You ain't getting nothing for my boys. You ain't taught them how to play. You haven't did nothing for them. You haven't provided them with no clothes, no food, nothing. And then don't undermine me by saying I'm the father and you, you the coach. Who is that? Who's the coach? Do you, do, but don't take it off on this whole other level where you just think you're just running the whole thing. Because how do you get to be a coach, young, black, and never had a head coaching job, no experience ever? He never coached the freshman team as a head coach. But if you helped him get the job, you got to at least let him do the job. But let's get off him for a second. Let's get off him for a second. Okay, let's, let's go. I'm letting him do the job. And when you start talking crazy to me, that's when it's a problem. You have resistance now. 
the other coach last year had no resistance where we just ran and won and it was successful. It was fun. Now he's trying to divide the team and oh no, this is what I do, this is what I say, this is what I say. Whoa, wait a minute, man. If you wanted a program like that, go to it somewhere else. It was already established what was going on here. How do we think I put him in that position to say, you know what, this is great for you. All I can do is help you. And then I'm not bullying him like saying, no, we're going to do it this way. To to understate it, you got a lot of opinions. Uh, you're very outspoken. Do you think that puts uh, unnecessary pressure on Lonzo or any other uh, no. or, or any of your other sons? No. Why not? Because it's not pressure. Because everybody's going to want to dunk on. Everybody's going to want to dunk on Lonzo as soon as he gets <laughs> hey, to the NBA. Hey, but here's the thing: is that is that something new? If you're in the NBA, shouldn't everybody want to dunk on you? Yeah, but there's it, it's a little if extra. It's a little extra best, though. If you want to be the best, I don't want nobody. I don't want my son going into a situation where they say, you know what, uh, Lonzo, you're a great guy, man. We're not even going to play that hard on you. We want you to ease in, nice and gentle, to the NBA. We're not coming after you, man. That's a bunch of hogwash. I want them all coming after my boy because that's how you get to be the greatest. You can't take this stuff passively. You've got to want that competition, and preparation loves victory. If you don't prepare for this, guess what? You're going to fail big time. But at least if you're prepared, strengthen your body, getting strong, I mean, just concentrating on your craft, man, you can start at the bottom and work your way up. But if you don't have that big baller brand motto, which is built for this, if you ain't built for it, it's okay. My boys are built for this, and they understand the trials and tribulations that you have to go through to be the greatest. How, you, you, you pick Steph. Just one more, one more thing. I already asked you about Steph Curry. Um, how about LeBron? Right, so first of all, LeBron doesn't like what you said about his sons. Well, how, how, people how, hold their feelings on their sleeves, and that's okay. And anytime you, you talk about somebody's kids or something like that, they get touchy, and that's fine. But it was never like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come out the blues and say my sons are going to be better than LeBron James' sons, and LeBron James' sons suck. All I said was make a point. Make it, my opinion was that anybody that's a superstar, I'm talking about a superstar, I've never seen one of their kids be like great. Well, do you never. think, do you think, how do you think Lonzo would match up with LeBron? You already, you already got Steph Curry on the scrub list. Let's move on up. Here's the, here's the thing. LeBron going to do his thing. Lonzo going to do his thing. That's the thing. And it's not a one-on-one game. It's not like LeBron's going to guard him the whole game. And if he does, that's even great. Because now Lonzo will throw the ball to a bunch of other people that he's not stopping. Lonzo understands it's not a one-on-one game. It's your team against my team. But on people on the outside in the conversation for the next day is this player did better than this player. Now let me ask you this. Would you rather have a player average 50 points a game and never make the playoffs, or would you rather have a guy who averages six points and wins championships? LeVar, let me ask you. Have, exactly. you, have you ever turned down a TV or radio interview request? Yes, I've turned down some things. Uh, now you uh, on, on, on a, as, as, as far as uh, a TV thing, yeah. A couple of people wanted me to do a, a reality thing in such a form that they wanted to create all this drama, which is throwing drinks on people and, and getting mad at my brother because his son is not playing and mine. I don't do that. I said no. As long as anybody can do a reality show on me, as long as they just picture me how I am. So what we see, what, not changing. what we see, and what we hear is is what you it's, get. This is me, the real you. Now it's I know it's really me, and that's all it is. Now, I know you said that the, the, the pressure, or we, we see it, and I know you don't see it, but we see it as sort of you're putting pressure on your kids when you're comparing them to Steph Curry and to others. If, well, if it's not her, yeah, I go ahead. I told my boys from day one, here it is. I told my boys from day one, since they were small, what is pressure? 
and pressure ain't got nothing to do with sports. That's what I've told him. I said, all it is is uh, an entertainment. Instead of going to the movies, you're just going to watch a sporting event. It's the same thing. It's just entertainment. And what comes with that is the winning and losing. And I've always taught my boys that whenever you win, you blame everybody else on the team. So if a guy gets four rebounds and he gets six, that's why we won because he got two more extra rebounds. This guy scored four and he's scoring eight. That's the guy we won. But when you lose, I've taught him this from day one so it doesn't bother him. When you lose, you blame yourself whether you have 40 points, 30 rebounds, and 20 assists. You didn't do enough to help your team win. So I've always taught him that so it's not nothing new when people come to him and say, wow, you only had four points, man, and you lost the game for him. You didn't do this, but the game before you were awesome and you sucked and all that. It's okay. You had 30 good movies and four bad ones. It's all right. Now, we don't see typically a lot of athletes' fathers on ESPN or here on WEEI no. talking about about their the, about their kids. Do you think – You know why? Uh, no. That's why. Nobody you think that's nobody, why? But you know why? Yeah, that's exactly why. You guys are calling me. I'm not calling nobody. No, it's a good point. We called you. But do you think this right. helps? Do you think this helps your kids? You, hey, let me tell you this. I don't help my kids by talking. I help my kids by doing it. I help Lonzo by holding the clock and helping him sprint up hills. I pull out the shooting machine and watch him shoot and rebound the ball. I help my guys by doing stuff, not by talking. Like I said, it can't hurt them on the fact of what I'm saying on the outside. That's just my opinion. If, if somebody picks a team by what some father is saying or what somebody's saying on the outside, just like scouts, you can say how good a kid is, but you better go watch and see. Because if it was like that and everybody was picking, everybody's father would say, you know what, pick my boy, he's the greatest. And, and, and GMs and everybody would say, you, you're right. Just because you told me he is, I'm going to pick him. You've got to go out there and perform, and that's what my boy does. Regardless of what I'm saying, he know how I am. I know how he is. So it's no big deal. I love talking to people. It's fun to me. It's just like meeting somebody on the street. If you're interested in what my boys is doing or something like that, I'll talk to you. It's just right now, i got these microphones. I'm on the thing right here, but I'm not going to change. I'm in front of cameras and like that. That's fine. If you want to ask me something and I want to tell you about it, I'm good with that. But don't be mad because I give you my opinion if you're asking me. We, uh, we're talking with LeVar Ball. Um, sports history has had examples. Todd Marinovich's, uh, Marinovich's father, the Williams sisters' parents. Um, and, and quite honestly, at times it looks like the parents consider the kids to be ATMs. Is Big Baller right. brand kind of an extension of that kind of feeling for me? No, no, no. See, that's a whole different thing. See, what? Who's that? Yeah, that was one of my sons. Oh, okay. Anyway, hey. No, this, right. this is the thing right here. All those people were needy. I'm building this brand for a different purpose, to build an empire for my boys. That's the thing. I don't need anything. I have all I want in life, which is a beautiful wife and three loving boys. I have that, so I don't need anything else. But as a parent, you want your kids to do better than you, and you want them to be well taken care of. And that's all I'm building is an empire right here for these guys. It's not for me. It doesn't matter. And that's what people don't get. It's like this. They're talking about exploitation and looking at my boys as an ATM machine. For what? I already have. My passion is personal training, and I still do that to this day. I have my own big ballers training. been doing it for 20 years. So it's not like I'm like, Lonzo, hurry up and make it to the league so you can buy me a nice house and some cars. I need some money. For what? See, that's what people don't understand. I told my boys this. Don't play the game for money. That's not what they plan it for. Play it for a passion and the entertainment value that it is. Because let's say you make all the money and you have bought everything you wanted to buy in the world. 
What's left? What are you going to do now? You better have a passion for something. And that's where my boys is having this passion for playing the game of basketball. And the key to life is if you have a passion for something and you happen to get paid for it, you've already won. Well, I, I agree with that. What I don't agree with is Michael Jordan 101. Come on now, LeVar. Stop it. This is where Michael Jordan got a name. LeVar Michael Ball Jordan got game and a name. <laughs> Michael, LeVar, Michael Jordan can beat you. Day, I'm 6'6", 270, fast, quick, jumping out the gym, going against a guy <laughs> one-on-one, oh, this 190. There's no way he can guard me. It, <laughs> Would you post him up? What would you do, LeVar? You post him up a little bit? Too light. My, too light. Michael Jordan in his... pressing 500 pounds. What Come do you on, think Michael reps? had to do when he started playing the Detroit Pistons? Is that Max? He had to get in the weight room and start listening. You didn't see the turnaround, huh? You, 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 didn't, see Mike, you didn't see him 63 against the Celtics, huh? one-on-one. If it was played one-on-one, I'd be the champ of the world. Because nobody beat. I've never been beat one-on-one. That's just crazy. Uh, Mike, Mike, have you ever Mike, played? Michael Jordan could put on his favorite suit right now <laughs> and, and dress shoes and beat you and shut you out. you got to be kidding. I you wouldn't bet your house on it. I would. <laughs> I would. I would bet my house on it. I would. You'll be broken homeless. <laughs> uh, LeVar, I, I do want to ask you, uh, Chris Bryant, who plays for the Cubs, he was the NL MVP. Uh, his father did an interview on e- some ESPN radio show in Chicago, and I'd like to get your response to it. Here's what Chris Bryant's dad had to say. I would just tell him, i say, hey, you know what? You just just let your kid play. Enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. You, if, if you sit back and you just, you just zip it, you know, don't just – don't run your mouth and just watch him do what he does. You'll be amazed at how good he is, you know, or how good your kids are. But if you're too busy talking, you're going to miss the moments. The spotlight's on him, you know, and it's all for the wrong reasons. I, I feel I feel for the kid in this situation. Um, there's just too many stories out there that, that don't turn out well because of stuff like this. So what do you think of that? I think he needs to pay attention to his own son. Plus, he's white, so he probably raised his kid differently where he can talk all that crazy stuff. Like I said. What is that? Well, hold on. What is that? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he ain't had a comment in how many years? And now he want to comment on this like he's a child psychologist or a father. I feel bad. He don't even know my kid. So how are you going to feel bad for me just talking for the radio? No, wait, no, wait, you think he said it because he's white? He don't feel bad for nothing. I bet you he went out last night and just laughing and talking and having a good time. He talking about somebody zipping. Maybe he needs to zip it. Well, now you said he's white. He raised his kid in another way. What does that mean? It's a different way. It's a different lifestyle. And like I said, not even only on that. Why is he commenting on my? What about your kids? And you talking about zip it? Why are you even being interviewed? When the last time you've been interviewed about anything? How many white kids get hundred thousand dollar cars when they turn sixteen? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, no. listen. None, I, none of my three did. I was a white well, kid. Full disclosure. I left out. Oh well. You got to start somewhere. I had like a '92 Ford Taurus when I was eighteen. Oh, I finally, before we let you go, do you know Danny Ainge? Have you talked to him at all? Do you know anything about him? What do you think of him? I don't know anything about Danny Ainge, but I know he was a, when he was a player, he was one of them sticklers to get up under you, boy. And but I haven't talked to him. I don't know Danny Ainge. I just, you know, watched him play when he was uh, younger, and I knew for a white guy, he, you could elbow him in the face, he's going to get back up and keep playing. He guarded Michael Jordan. He did all right against him. He did all right against Michael Jordan. <laughs> he did anything against Michael Jordan. I don't know. Uh, Lavar, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it was hey, fun talking with you. All right. Thanks, Lavar. Right, all right, we'll see you. Hey, the Celtics, the Celtics are going to draft Lonzo. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys. See you. Right. That is appreciate uh, it. That is Lavar Ball.
Oh my god! What do you think, guys? Huh? That was good. He didn't. Michael Shaker said that was good. He he didn't sound completely unhinged. Did you change your mind? Not completely. How about that? I I said not completely unhinged. I don't know if you will. uh... How how many white kids have hundred thousand dollar cars? All of them. (laughs) How about? How about? None of them. (laughs) He kind of lost his mind there at the end. You really had a ninety-two tours, really? Uh. Yeah, okay. it was like a hand-me-down. Had it for a little oh, bit. Please, was my, nice. mine was older and crummier than that. It was like a two two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. Oh yeah, and it wasn't even technically mine. <laughs> I just got to use it. <laughs> That's all that was. All right, we're way behind. Wow. Uh, we'll get to the calls with you guys and your reaction. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number. Text line is three seven ninety three seven. It's Dale and Holly with Keith Sports Radio W E E I. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.